Hi there, and welcome to the Kidlit Treehouse podcast with your host, Liam Dury. The Kidlit Treehouse was a passion project of mine that was um, set up earlier this year, designed to build the literacy confidence in young people. And the podcast is a platform for these young people to share their creative writing uh, to an authentic audience. So thanks for tuning in. Hi there. Uh, we're joined today by some special guests, our first guests on the Kidlit Treehouse podcast. So we're very excited to welcome uh, Melinda and Jess today. So hi girls. Hi, my name's Jess and I'm a grade 6 student. And hi, I'm Melinda and I'm also a grade 6 student. So we're really lucky to have these girls with us on the podcast today and they're um, happy to share some of their writing that they've been working on. We recently had a poetry slam as part of the Literary Festival on Phillip Island, and these two girls perform their poems and would like to share them on the podcast. So I'll take um, I'll take your one first, Melinda. So you want to share your poem? Yeah. It's not a problem yet. The people in power, this is how it looks like they think. You know, it's not a problem. The icebergs, they haven't melted yet. It's not a problem that the forests are becoming deserts. Yet, it's not a problem that many species are gone just because of us. Yet, maybe they think this, maybe they don't, but they don't do anything about it, so it's the same as thinking this. But you know that it is a problem, that I might not have an earth to live on, and the people, and the problems are just plain drastic. I'm just worried that the people will leave it till it is a problem and it can't be undone. And the world will be as empty as the burning sun. Thanks, Melinda. Very thought-provoking poem. Can you just share with us what inspired you to write your poem? Um, well, what inspired me was because I've seen things like this being put too late and um, it's affected people who like don't deserve things like this to happen where they can't do anything about it and it's affected them, their whole family, their lives and stuff. Do you worry about our planet? Yeah. Do you do anything to well, stop what, what, what potentially could happen? Um, I'm a straw ambassador, mm. so that's a protest against using plastic straws in restaurants. And um, I do lots of poems from for the environment and share them with the public. Fantastic. Thank you, Melinda. Okay, our next poet um, who's going to share their writing from the Poetry Slam, and actually one of the winners from the Poetry Slam is Jess. So, Jess, I'll just hand over to you. Mother Nature, she's quite a sight to see. Her whistling trees, her life-giving oceans, her blown kisses taking shape with the wind. But on the downside of things, our world has been torn apart. So stopping the strong our earth will help the worst of things never start. If we don't respect our land, there may never be one speck of sand. Nations' trees burnt to dust, all to be left is a bird of crust. Children's lives soon to be at risk, our generation is important and not to be dismissed. Our generation loves the planet and so should the next, but the way it's going, our environment could just be part of historical text. So no plastic, no oiled oceans, no pollution and no global warming. 
So when I walk across this land, I want the wind whistling and causing the rustling of the leaves of the of the leaves of this tall standing tree, and I want to hear the sweet sound of the buzzing bees. Our environment is a beauty, not something trapped in misery. Mother Nature will last forever, not to be known as history. Thank you so much, Jess. Do you know I loved the line in there, part of the historical text. That's a really good line. Um, can you share what inspired you to write your poem, please? Um, earlier in the year, we had been talking about um, how there's some schools like arguing about um, the next generation coming up, so that um, inspired me to talk about like um, respecting our land and not having any global warming. So. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Jess. Now, girls, it's always good to have guests on the show, so thanks so much for coming on. Um, what I'd like to ask you both is if you could recommend any books that you're currently reading, so your favourite book that you've read this year, if you could just share that with our listeners. We've got lots of them out there. Um, my favourite book is a book called The Darkest Minds by Alexandra Bracken. Okay. Thanks, Melinda. And why, why did you choose that book? Um, because it's very empowering book and it's very interesting and it's kind of got a mix of fantasy with reality. Okay. And what age group would you recommend this book for? Um, 13 to 14 years old and up. Okay, so kind of early secondary school. Yeah. Okay, all right, thanks very much. Jess, what about you? What are you reading at the moment? What's been your highlight of the year? Um, I really like the book um, Five Feet Apart. Okay, great. And who's that written by? Um, Rachel Lippincock. Yes, I've heard of her. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Can you tell us why that's your favourite book? Um, I really like it because it's a mix of like my favourite kind of things to read, so like a little bit of drama and a bit like a romance, like drama. There's a bit of comedy in it and it's also like emotional, so it can like touch your feelings. Oh, nice. <laughs> Do you need to have some tissues with you when you read that book? Are there a few tear jerkers? No, but I, was, I felt like it. Okay. I feel like I was about to at one, at one time. Okay. No spoiler alerts, girls, with your books, though. But thank you very much. <laughs> so a book I would like to share this week is a book I've read to my children at home, actually. And this book's called Drafts Can't Dance by Giles Andre. And it's such a beautiful book about um, being different and accepting people who are different. And it's a really lovely book for children. Um, so I'd highly recommend that to any teachers out there or parents that want to read a really great book. This is the one to go for. And I just love this line at the end. I'm going to read you the last line of the book because it's really lovely. Then he raised his head and looked up at the moon and stars above. We all can dance, he said, when we find music that we love. So I'll leave you with that line, which I really like, and I will come up with another book review next week. Thanks. Fact or fear, fact or fear, fact or fear. So on 
the Kidlit Treehouse podcast, we're excited to be doing a fact or fib um, segment each week. So um, the girls have brought some fact or fibs along. So basically what's going to happen is they're going to share a fact with us and we've got to decide if it's a fact or a fib. As listeners, you can play along at home. Um, Melinda, you kick off. So a mantis shrimp can punch through bulletproof glass. A mantis shrimp? Yes. Can punch through bulletproof glass. I think that sounds a bit too far-fetched. I'm going for a fib. What about you, Jess? I want to say true for some reason. You're fact. <laughs> okay. Well, it is a fact, and um, they have one of the strongest punches in the animal kingdom. Okay, watch out any boxes out there. They're small Um, They're quite small, so like about five centimetres-ish. Jeez, okay. Oh, whoa. Not want to mess with one of those. <laughs> okay, thanks, Melinda. Have you got another fact or fib for us today? Yes, I do. Honeybees have hair on their eyes. Oh. I've got a feeling so I've read about this one. It does sound weird, but I think that's a weird fact. Jess? I think fib, because that sounds really weird. And how they never, like, get to places of being in their face. Mm. It's a fact. It is a fact. Yeah, well, yeah. Fantastic. That's a good one. All right, Jess, we'll hand over to you for a couple of factual fibs, and Melinda and I will guess. Um, so a hippo can yawn enough to the height, like its mouth in open to the height of a eight-year-old. I feel like that's a fact, because I have really big jaws, but I'm not sure on the eight-year-old. An eight-year-old? Well, then I'd be asking the question, what is the height of an average Eight. eight-year-old? Hmm, okay, I'm going to say fib. And you said um, it's a fact. It's um, I read the book and I was looking. I thought it was like I thought there must have been like a chapter called fibs. Like, uh, but it, it's all true. Okay. All right. Can you give us another one? Yeah. Um, elephants produce around 120 um, kilograms, I think, kilograms of poo each day. Oh, that's um, a pretty smelly question. Uh, <laughs> I can smell a fact. Fact. I feel like it's a fact, but then I also want to say fib because that's a lot. Like, even for an elephant, I feel like it's close, but not quite. Jess, yeah. put us out of our misery. Um, it's a fib. It's, it's only it's 90. Oh, it's still quite a lot. That is quite a lot. <laughs> Dear, I didn't do very well with fact or fib this week. Hopefully next week I'll uh, perform a bit better. Okay. Um... Thank you very much, girls, for coming on the Kidlit Treehouse podcast for the first ever episode that's airing very soon. Um, thank you for tuning in, listeners, and thank you so much, Melinda and Jess, for coming on. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs>